Welcome to another episode of 15 Minute Friday on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and today I've got Eddie Gill. And Eddie is a friend of mine over the last couple of years who's done some great work um, post his NBA playing career. And, and I'm honored to have Eddie on, as I think, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm pretty sure first uh, former professional athlete on Life in the Front Office. So excited to, to hear about his experiences and what he's currently doing as a uh, analyst for Fox Sports Indiana with the Indiana Pacers. Eddie, welcome on. Jake, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to get with you and uh, have a good conversation. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about you know your playing career for those who are listening who maybe don't know, um, and then kind of what was the transition period like for you going from being an NBA player on the court to, you know, announcing games. Yeah, in short, um, played professionally for 12 years, uh, graduated from Weber State University in 2000. Uh, As I said, moving forward, played professionally for 12 years. Uh, Seven of those years were in the NBA and then mixed in uh, some time overseas. I was kind of in and out of the NBA, uh, going back and forth from overseas. So, uh, basketball afforded me a, a number of opportunities to, to see the world and then meet a variety of different people, a variety of different coaches and teammates, uh, all, all of which are, are life skills for, for all of us in terms of being able to interact with, with different people and, and uh, have success and work in a team atmosphere. So well, that's kind of uh, the, the playing career itself uh, within that. Um, always had the, the – in the back of my mind, what the financial services industry was like, um, you know, playing with guys and, and we all have, uh, you know, financial advisors and some of us are, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some, some of us as players, we listen <laughs> and some of us don't. Uh, so uh, uh, in, in addition to the Fox sports uh, analyst, uh, I've been in wealth ed- wealth management for the last five years. Um, and then three years ago, the Indiana Pacers approached me, about possibly coming and doing some TV with them. So I do the pregame and postgame uh, broadcast with them on Fox Sports Indiana. This is something that uh, kind of just came to me, to be quite honest with you. I, d- I did a, a a solid amount of community work with the Pacers over the years after – well, actually, while I was playing with them and then after playing with uh, the Pacers and, you know, kind of my, my post-playing career, did a, a solid amount of community involvement and then – they knew I was still I was still here in town, and that position opened up, and they asked if I would be interested. And uh, yeah, I pursued, pursued it, and um, here we are, three years later. I'm, I'm still doing it. What What have you learned thus far in the last three years that for someone who maybe wants to get into that part of the industry, or you know, quite frankly, what are maybe some of the jobs that you think you could probably get into to work your way up to where you're at right now? Yeah, so so that's a great question. So I, I would say, admittedly, especially on this Fox Sports uh, Indiana job with the the broadcasting, um, admittedly had a, a better end just from being a former player. Um, that was that was a, a great help for me. But the the part that is really important, regardless of where you're starting, and and it's been important for me in in whatever business I'm associated with, is the networking piece. So I mentioned the community work that I've done with the Pacers. Um, really established some good relationships throughout the entire organization, uh, both as a player and then post post playing career. Those were really important. Uh, so I, I did a, a, a good job of that. And that kind of kept me in the mix and, 
and before you know it, that's when the this opportunity kind of presented themselves and, and they approached me with it. And I, I think had I not had those relationships, had I not been doing some of those things in the community with the Pacers, this opportunity would not have come about. Is is there kind of a, a tight-knit group of analysts that you maybe network with that you try and learn from on a day-to-day basis uh, as you, you know, go through that job? Yeah, I, I think, well, the, the group of people that I work with here now at Fox Sports Indiana is a really good group. They've really experienced group. They've been around it for a long time. So I ask, especially when I first started off, I ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, how do you do this? What 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 works? What doesn't work? work what, uh, what mistakes have you seen? What type of success have, have people had in this this particular industry? What what uh you know what comes across well on TV? So just asking a lot of questions and um, and, so, and to some degree learning it uh, just by virtue of the experience. So, but but most of all, I think those conversations are really important uh, outside of our particular team. Um, I don't have as many connections that I've kind of leveraged in terms of finding out what their experiences are, but definitely internally I've been able to learn a ton sure well and and taking the experience experiences that you've had and the skill sets that you're building you know on the tv side has that translated at all to the uh to the financial management side at all yeah I I think overall when when you're just trying to do right by people and 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 be uh you know obviously be be trying to be a good person uh that that's been helpful (laughs) but uh but the other things that the intangibles in terms of just your work ethic and your commitment to, to, to working as hard as you can or whatever it may be, whatever your job is. Um, and then also trying to get around some people who have done it at a, at a really high level, get around some people that are, are smarter than you, more experienced than you in, in that particular field, um, I think is really important. Um, sometimes for some people that may be intimidating and, and, you know, you don't want to seem like a, you know, you're the dumbest one in the room. But for me personally, I, I definitely want to be around some people who are who are smarter than me. They know more than me. So that's that's only going to enhance what I'm able to do. And uh, I think that's something that I've really kind of try to grab a hold on to and really embrace that whole concept. Sure. And I know you've given a couple of speaking engagements <clears throat> across the financial side of things and, and being smart with your money and um, ultimately just kind of having a, a vision for things, right? What's maybe kind of the the path that you could take within the sports industry on the financial side, and, and really having a passion in helping people? Yeah, I, I think you know the, the the path is you know really first no, no matter what what it is, if you're working with people, whatever the service may be, is uh, being a great listener. <laughs> um, you know, being a great listener so you can digest the information. Uh, and see how you can be of service to people. Um, Cause in turn, you know, when you're doing a great job for other people, it only, it only comes back to you just organically. So I think just being a, a good steward of what, of what your particular business may be <clears throat> is really important. Um, again, asking those questions, those, those, those pertinent questions and not, you know, overdoing it in terms of selling yourself. You know, I, I've seen so many people, get into certain environments and they want to just show everybody how smart they are and how they can do this and they can do that. And, you know, a lot of, some people just like to hear themselves talk. (laughs) So, (laughs) so 
so I, I really try to pride myself in, in being a really good listener and, and, uh, and then digest that information and then try to meet those needs wherever they may be. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot without, you know, uh, the obvious answer is experience, but how do you get better at listening? How do you get better at listening? Uh, man, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a, it's a conscious thing. If, if, if you're not consciously going into a situation and, and really saying, Hey, I really need to do a better job of listening and just constant, consciously telling yourself that all the time, um, then we, we may resort back to just really over, over communicating verbally versus just, just listening, taking it in and taking that, that, that information in. So I, I think it's more of a, it's just a conscious effort. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's, I don't know any special tricks, <laughs> tricks to it. Uh, you know, there, sure. there's, there, I'm sure there's some people out there smarter than me who have a real process to, to becoming a great listener. But for me, it's as simple as, Hey, I need to go into whatever situation and do far more listening than I do talking. Sure. Well, and, and talking on the court, I mean, obviously you had to be a good communicator <laughs> on the, on the team, but from a culture standpoint, working with guys, you know, day in, day out, trying to, trying to win ball games, how has that translated over into what you do now post playing and, and maybe what are like the one or two things that you really took from your playing experience and, and how that transfers into the, the work scene? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing is, and I even talked to my kids about this when they first got into sports, you, you're going to have, it, it, you know, depending on how long you play, you're, you're going to have a number of different personalities in terms of coaches and they'll have to adapt to those styles. And when you, when you cross that over into the um, everyday average work, work life for any, for any of us, unless you're self-employed uh, and answering to you and yourself only, you have to learn how to adapt to those different leaders, whether, you know, in a, on a basketball sense, you know, you, you got screamers and yellers and you got other people who, who, really calm and quiet and collected and deliberate about their approach and just got to know how to react to all of those different uh, styles of, of delivery. You know, at the end of the day, they're trying to deliver a message for you to, to digest and then go out and execute whatever that message is. And I think that that crosses over to all sorts of sectors and industries. Uh, that, that was one thing. And then also just the, the team atmosphere, when you're going into a place of employment. You have people, coworkers that you have to work with. You don't have to, be, they don't have to be your best friends, but you have to work together to reach some sort of common goal oftentimes. And just being able to interact with those different personalities, I think is also uh, really important. And then I guess the third piece, um, you know, arguably the most important is the competitive nature that we live in, the competitive world that we live in. Uh, you know, there's always, a competition out there and to some degree and, and being able to compete at the highest level and knowing how to win, knowing how to lose, knowing how to get through that adversity, uh, staying even killed as much as possible through all of those different experiences uh, are, are three things that I kind of taken, t- have taken away from my days of playing professional basketball. Well, and once you were done playing, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people admire the, the ability and, and, you know, the talent to be able to, play at that high of a level right but then you know for those who who work in sports maybe they didn't have that that uh, given ability to do so right or um it just wasn't wasn't in the cards for them Uh, sure you know as as one of our co-hosts says it's kind of the fun business right working in sports so 
what enticed you to do what you do now, you know, outside of obviously the, the analyst job kind of just coming to you, um, what, what entices you to do what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis to fuel those other passions, uh, knowing that the, you know, bouncing the ball, trying to put it through the hoop wasn't going to last forever. Yeah. I think just, just from my playing experience of, of playing with, with, different different guys who who've had great success on and off the court and then also playing with some guys who had uh not as much success in particular off the court ba- based on some 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 poor decisions uh financially and I just wanted to be uh, a a guy who could say hey I sat in that seat I know what some of those distractions are like I know what some of that adversity is like I, you know it's easy for outsiders who who have not been in there to think that, hey, man, it must be just great to be in the NBA or be a professional <laughs> basketball player. Everything is just lovely. There's no there's no issues there at all. That's, you know, some some people have that perspective, and that's nowhere near what it is. There's other things that are going on, um, for you know, for someone has to try to sustain a, a certain type of lifestyle. Or, once again, the the average career, especially the NBA career, is four years or so. So. You know, a great career, let's say you play 12 years in the NBA, you come out at, you know, let's say call it 20, you're 32 years old now, you know, life expectancy, people are just living longer and longer. You got 60 years of life left. So now what are you going to do? Right. And and I just wanted to be someone who, who could, again, um, my peers could lean on and not only just my peers, just um, everyday people in, in general, being able to provide that, that service, that leadership, um, and, and somewhat of a, a mentor and a guide um, has been something that I, I really like. I really enjoy. Um, I, I really enjoy helping others. So that that's been you know my true passion since I stopped playing. And even while I was playing, um, you know, participating in basketball camps, for example, with, with kids, love to love to see kids flourish and, and improve and, and show self-confidence and, and things of that nature that you know that's actually what I did when I very first retired eight years ago uh was started a basketball seal development business and just beca- because of that mindset of, of of service that's something that's just kind of grown I've kind of grown with and really embraced I got I gotta hop on one <clears throat> one thing in terms of you mentioned service and and I guess uh, let's leave our, our listeners with one piece of advice on the, on the service aspect of things. And, and obviously it can expand to, you know, any part of the business, but what's maybe the one thing just being, being a servant and being a servant leader, um, what's the one piece of advice you'd have for people uh, as they kind of move throughout their careers? Yeah. Well, w- once you say you're going to do it, go do it. Um, that that's that's one of the biggest things. A lot of times we uh, we we talk to people, you know, whatever the service may be. You you, you start to get to the point where you, you're telling people what you think they want to hear, and you don't know that you can even fulfill that particular promise or or indicate that you're you're going to do that. And then, hey, you may not even have the bandwidth to do what you're saying you're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. but, but meanwhile, th- that, that person, whatever, the, whatever the service or the, the consumer, whatever the product is, whatever the service is that they're, they're counting on that now. So, um, you gotta be able to, gotta be able to go and deliver and, um, it, and, and show that you can, you can deliver the things on that you're, that you're talking about and just being a great communicator. And once again, being a, a an even better listener.
Well, listening is the key. Um, I appreciate you sharing the, the insights and advice uh, today on, on 15 Minute Friday and um, looking forward to having you on again. And, and uh, we definitely want to share um, our, this episode as, as well as follow Eddie. Eddie, where, where can we find you at? On LinkedIn? Yeah, so, de- so definitely on LinkedIn. Uh, just Eddie Gill on LinkedIn. You'll see me at uh, Wise Financial under uh, Northwestern Mutual. Uh, probably we'll see Fox Sports on there as well. Uh, and then on Twitter at Eddie underscore Gill four. And then on Instagram at four. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Instagram for Eddie Gill and Twitter, Eddie underscore Gill, the number four. And like I said, definitely, uh, on LinkedIn as well. And, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Jake. Anytime, if uh, you know, need me back on again, I would love to do it, and happy to have a great conversation about whatever you guys are working on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and and we appreciate it, uh, listeners. Definitely follow Eddie. He's doing big things, and uh, we'll, we'll probably see him on the, on the cover of uh, ESPN announcing announcing Sports Center soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know about that. That's a, that's a major commitment. I haven't. Uh... <laughs> I haven't done it like that. Not only that, they, they, I think they got it covered. <laughs> they got it covered. All right. Well, we appreciate it again. Thanks, thanks for being on Life in the Front Office, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.